0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Wanna know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous! Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple
1: near you. I'm Dr. Drew. Welcome to This Life Podcast. Hashtag you live. Welcome, everybody, to the Improve This Life Hashtag You Live. Uh, it's in our new studios here. We hope you enjoy this. Uh, we want to let you know that we have a live show coming your way at Caroline's and on Broadway. Uh, please tell a friend if you're in New York area you want to meet us live coming up. That will be on August 29th at 7.30 p.m. on Broadway in Manhattan, uh, go to drdocom for the details. That will be the After Dark Show. We have uh, Kat Tim, Rich Voss, and uh, many of the Your Mom's House videos joining us. And we want you to get in there and uh, ask questions because normally we do those voice messages and emails, as you guys know, for After Dark. Now it's you in the audience. Can't wait to meet everybody. Tickets available. Also, carolines.com. also want to thank our sponsor, Gainswave. I'll tell you more about that a bit later. But right now... I want to welcome my guest, Ginger Gonzaga. Let me tell you a little bit of the the details what's going (laughs) on with Ginger right now. Latest project, Showtime's Just Kidding, with Jim Carrey. Uh, Dying up here, I still love that show. is, Is it proper to promote that? What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's still out there on Hulu and it's, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it exists somewhere. Yeah. Maybe Showtime on Demand. <laughs> and the most recent, Grace and Frankie, which is uh, your producer-director's favorite show on oh, television. Oh, really? Yeah, I was supposed
0: looked. to do more of it, and I couldn't.
1: Did you get yeah. to know Jane Fonda as a result of that? No,
0: I didn't get to work with her, but I know she's so lovely.
1: She fascinates me.
0: Yeah, I know. Her she whole life is, is like... bizarre. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I, and, and she... The one thing I saw in an interview with um, Norm MacDonald, uh-huh. which was... Weird and bizarre, yeah, yeah, the two of yeah. them together. A- and she was talking about death and dying and aging. Oh, really? And she was s- shockingly courageous about it and, yeah, and uh, nonplussed.
0: Yeah, she's she's very honest. Yeah, Honest, but yeah. I would
1: th- I always thought, and I'm going to speak pejoratively a little bit, of uh, my own bias against her. I always thought she was super narcissistic and self-preoccupied. But you don't talk about death and dying that way if you're that way. If
0: you're that way, yeah. Yeah,
1: so she's much more... Um, whole than I thought. Yeah, you know.
0: And she's even very candid about not being proud that she felt the need to do plastic surgery, and not and feeling like she wishes she like she likes the aging process and wishes she was braver. But well, she's I like, don't think she's I, in the wrong business to be yeah. braver. I mean, <laughs> yeah, She'd be yeah, fine yeah, if yeah, that yeah, were yeah. the case. Yeah.
1: Um, you got a be in political science, international relations, a minor in Chinese from Santa Barbara.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember any of it. Really? I used it the other day during a family guy table read. Like I needed to say <laughs> something in Chinese. And I'm like, Well, here's my moment for studying in China. <laughs> what's,
1: what's your name in Chinese? Uh that-
0: Gong Ti. <laughs> they even that's the name they gave me, and they even named me after the gong is from gong lee the actress so i think they knew like this girl is not going to be doing international law oh that's She'll too funny oh
1: that's why you read the law books yeah <laughs> because you, you studied in, I, yeah, when that's... you think of international relations i think of not necessarily the legal aspect yeah, yeah, you, yeah you must focus on the
0: yeah i liked that like i i thought like i really liked the hague like the idea of working at the hague or something is that
1: going to happen one day no
0: <laughs> no i'm do done fighting for justice i've seen like i feel like i've had too many repercussions when i do
1: Give me an example, because because you you come to me on a day when I am particularly feeling uh, deflated. Really? Yes. I by, by exactly this issue. Really? Yes, I yes. have
0: well. For example, I came forward about sexual harassment, and I was like the White Knight, and I uh, for this network, and I had all these girls come in anonymously, and I put I let them have my name, and I came forward to an exec that I thought was a good person, and like knew me and liked me. And then the network retaliated against me for two years. Then I found out that that guy was covering up other people's rapes. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, you just get squashed.
1: Can can you? Can you? Is it too much to talk about it again? Would that even reignite the whole thing, or, or because I'm wondering what what happened? Well, to the extent that you don't want, I don't want to reignite this, so don't do it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I can talk about. I mean,
1: because it's it's we we were also watching uh, the Loudest Voice last night. That's what a, is voice? It's about Roger Ailes. It's oh with, yeah, with I Russell Crowe, it. and, and it's great. Yeah, uh, and, and it it's made this issue sort of vividly top of mind for me too. Yeah, so that's why I'm interested. I, I, the 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 pervasiveness and the extent of it, and the lack of understanding of what was going on. I yeah. think people just yeah. didn't except women knew, but yeah, but yeah, men yeah. just didn't seem to understand. Yeah, it's bizarre.
0: Yeah, I I'm trying to think. I mean, yeah, it's funny. I, so I was.
1: Let, let me let me ask. This yeah. Let me make it easier for you. Is it just the sexualization of the workplace that made it uncomfortable, or was it explicit? Because because I'm, I'm I'm coming to understand that that part of the problem going on in this country right now is we're all using terms and we all mean different things when we use those terms.
0: Sure. And, yeah. And,
1: and things like sexual harassment. A lot of men. Because it doesn't—it's it, not vividly an experience of theirs. Yeah, they don't really know what you're talking about unless you make everything explicit.
0: Yeah. So this was like—I'm just wondering how much I can talk about. Oh, it. like, what, what, if I care. Because <laughs> part of me is like, well, well, you
1: know? I don't want you to get in trouble. So, so it, let me just. Get, but they've get, already
0: get, screwed me. You know what I mean? Well, but who knows what? I what, know. What, okay, what, but what, I can still what, discuss it. Yeah. I
1: So the the part. I'm personally trying to get more intense and a touch, touch with is the. Degree to which the workplace becomes sexualized. It actually was Orange is the New Black that sure. brought this up to me. That oh, that, really? that just yeah. general sexualization of the workplace is demeaning to women. Yeah, yeah.
0: And,
1: and men sometimes think it's actually somehow complimentary or somehow yeah. some, some a positive thing in I some weird know. way. How do we? Where do we? How do we educate? Where, it's difficult. What is it like as a woman? Yeah,
0: and I think it's difficult. I understand the difficulties for men. It's not. Because, it's not
1: it isn't. Well, no, it isn't. We're not dumb. We, well, do, no, we no, just no, have no. to be made aware.
0: Yeah, but I I see the I. I am aware of where it's, you know, because like sometimes a a creepy guy can say something, and a non-creepy guy that actually gets chicks can say the same thing, and it's not offensive. I don't know how to explain it.
1: Uh, Well, that's uh, what—that's literally what uh, what's his name was saying. The baseball player. So, oh, I can't remember his name. But he was saying something like that. Yeah, and, yeah. And, he, and I don't think you can leave that door open.
0: No, I know. I know. You, you, it's you, still, you've yeah. got to just
1: make a standard. Yeah. And the non creepy guys have to live by that standard yeah. too. Yeah. I, no, I know. At I least know. in Everyone the work. Does. At least in the workplace. In the workplace, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, this was like, um, um, you know, like a a sketch showcase, and the the sexual harassment that I faced was like, you know, having to go, you know for some reason not being able to meet at in the rehearsal space and having to go to dinner with this guy and him letting me know that he you know can I swear on this yeah yeah. letting letting like being very adamant about letting me know that he he can get his dick sucked by me and his wife would have to stand it because he's the breadwinner and it was just and I was just trying to like read my sketches and just you know so i kept trying to deflect it in funny ways and it was really incessant and then that is
1: beyond that's not that's not sexualization at work yeah it's It's literally like verging on an assault yeah yeah
0: and so that was my experience and uh but then uh in preceding years i heard i i witnessed it at a rehearsal with another girl and then i um heard of other um participants in the program experiencing it and they they didn't really have a very successful career so they were too afraid to come forward so I came forward to an exec pre-harvey weinstein Mm. and I was ignored Mm. and I was scared to come forward but I I did and and I was ignored and it was awful and then when the harvey weinstein stuff happened all the girls kind of started calling me and everyone kind of saying oh maybe now we'll be believed blah, blah 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 so I I um yeah I Came forward to an exec that I thought was an ally, not knowing that he was covering up another bad exec's rapes and awful behavior, and was racist. And so, was um, also racist. Yeah, he's since been fired because wow. he's, uh racist and was covering up <laughs> rapes of an exec. So, I, and I was like trusting this person; he was like a fan of mine. Ugh. But um, but but like I was saying, like that, and that actually, you know, it led to um in. You know the removal of the guy who was sexually harassing yeah, people, yeah. and so yeah. and 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 a new uh, birth of that program that's healthier and good. more monitored. Yeah. But I also stopped getting hired by the network and bullied by the network until I got an attorney to good. To ah, I was going to say you need an attorney. Well, there was yeah, it was tricky, <laughs> but they doubled down on 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 that stuff. But yeah, I mean I don't know sexualization in the workplace.
1: You, like, you know, I, I've I've seen. This is not to. I, I, yeah. I'm just thinking about how what kind of a mess things are right now. Yeah. I know other people. I think you know some of these folks too yeah. that have been accused of things that they mm. didn't do, mm-hmm. who also get bullied and ostracized and crushed by yeah. A network. Yeah. They're they're sort of and this is not to call out any particular network or business, but they're cowardly. Yeah. They're sort of cowardly when it comes to dealing with this, either by an accuser. Or an accused. Yeah. Both sides. It's, they play both sides. Yeah.
0: And people should just be seeking the truth. Uh, yeah. Absolutely.
1: There should be a due process on all of it and no reaction until the due process is completed. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I've actually come forward in both ways. So I've – I came forward – you know, with my name, not all honestly about that sexual harassment experience, f- and on behalf of multiple other women, but I've also come to the defense of someone, right?
1: You're, twice, you're,
0: actually, two yeah. different people that I knew were being wrongfully accused. Yes, yeah, I've
1: been involved in both sides, yeah, too. and it's very, but it's very uncomfortable. Uh
0: huh. Yeah. It's
1: terribly uncomfortable, and, and all. I, I don't know if you're like me, and this again, this is again, you're talking to me today yeah. when I'm, I'm feeling this way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that you just want? the truth i know i'm always speaking the truth and i feel like the truth doesn't have a lot of relevance today Uh, it's which is in the media i know these events these experiences um i i've been very much exercised about the homeless thing i know i think
0: about you all the time
1: crazy about that the uh la is a shithole everybody it's just 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 and and the leaders are making increasingly bad one bad decision after another yesterday there was a movement to replace the men's jail and create a whole huge 3,000-bed wing with mental health services, wall-to-wall, yeah. professional mental health services managed by yeah, yeah, physicians. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, we'll have none of that. We need community sort of mental health and you know sort of halfway house type thing. That has failed a 1,000 times. It's awful. It's always failed.
0: places where they've done this and it works, and yeah. I don't understand the, like, yes. you know – don't, don't they, they study their like history? I don't, don't know. Yeah. I don't
1: understand. Yeah. So uh, so I am I deflated because because our leaders, in the name of ideologies that I would defend, I understand what they're sure. trying to do.
0: Yeah.
1: But you have to be pragmatic and informed by evidence and yeah, history. Yes. As opposed to letting ideology be your guide. Ugh, and that's ide- awful. Right. Yeah. And an ideology when it what happens when ideology is your sole guiding principle? I know. I mean that history is clear in it's humanity not good. It never, yeah, goes. I know. It's never good. So yeah, So how do we reconcile this? You're you're a law student. I know.
0: <laughs> I I the homeless issue is so awful because you know it's like I think I've told you before like whenever I see a homeless person I'm like oof. I don't know if it's like IQ points or one medication away from being them. You know what I mean? And then the jail system just makes up for the mental health services and then oh, you know what? You've read um, "Just Mercy," right? Have you read it? No. Just- oh, I will give you "Just Mercy." I'm done. But yeah, it's done like and done. It, it's it's such a like I time. like
1: I always say in my podcast. I watch "Orange Is the New Black." I watch I'm "Orange." Is- well, I'm well informed. Yeah, on the justice yeah, system. yeah.
0: I know it's all <laughs> making up for um, lack of mental health care. And then once you're in jail, it's like that's more traumatic.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And or on the streets, and that's more yeah, traumatic. yeah. We, we are. No, we're and you
0: just it. get discarded once you're done with jail. Yeah, they just. Let you out at whatever hour.
1: Same thing was true of our mental health system too, right? Yeah. Just go, get out of here. We don't want to keep you anymore.
0: Well, it's a lot of, I don't know, it's weird, especially with, um, I'm shocked at how far we are behind as a society when it comes to stigma because when I was pitching. Mental health stigma. Yes. When I was pitching my show about mental health, uh, that is no longer at HBO and I'm shopping it around elsewhere. Mm, let me, <laughs> but let when let I me help you Yeah. But <laughs> I was going to all of these different producers, assuming for sure, at least, Okay, we're in Hollywood. I don't know. I just thought people would be woke. And I was shocked at how many really fancy, really lovely producers just adamant were like, there's no way I'll touch that subject. Really? And even that was offensive. I thought at least they'd like they'd pass. It, it, can you a, tell us?
1: Give us a little tagline. Like what? What is? The, how, what is the subject?
0: So the subject was like, uh, it, it was a mental health dramedy. So it's a, a bipolar character who ends up being court ordered to live in a halfway house. But I, so, I would. It sounds
1: fantastic. Yeah, lots of humor it. It's amazing. Nice, trust me, you'll read the script. I Your daughters to. read it. <laughs> yes. But it's it's the part that that people miss is that. In our illnesses, our brain illnesses, we're funny. I know. We're entertaining. I know. It has
0: to be shown through comedy. I know it's the best. And if you're more aware of it, uh, it's just –
1: it reduces stigma to yes, laugh it at it, too. It, do, it doesn't It doesn't make it something uh, marginalized. It makes it right in the middle where yeah. you can you know, laugh at it and be a part of it. Yeah. Mirth. I'm not laugh at it. Have mirth with it. Yes. And, and um, But it's
0: dangerous to not be able to laugh at it and observe oh yeah. it. I oh was yeah. with someone who really stigmatized mental illness, and I'm like, oh, but if you knew, you could identify your symptoms and you wouldn't – it's just – yeah. yeah
1: so let me just give a, a, a two second primer on stigma generally the biggest problem with stigma is self stigma is that mm-hmm. you adopt the, you then somebody with an illness of various types will then adopt the stigma that the prevailing social structure has mm. uh, I would advise anyone and, and when you're self stigmatizing you see you're right I am broken there is something wrong with me and that's anathema that should not be how you feel yeah. what you should do is feel you know learn more about the illness so education is a big thing and just I have a brain thing like anybody yeah. else i have a brain brains get sick just like yeah. hearts get sick you know. how
0: can i use it yeah
1: you can use it as an asset mm-hmm. and you can advocate on its behalf so yeah. advocacy tends to be a way of increasing self-efficacy which mm-hmm. is the opposite of self-stigma yeah okay do you want to talk about your stuff Sure. Because you published a thing. I don't know when that came out. Yeah. Oh, it was like
0: two years ago. I love that thing. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I was going to say just even from the meetings, like I would go into these meetings and execs would tell me, oh, just so you know, like my dad's bipolar, my brother's bipolar. You know, in three different meetings I had, you know, people telling me their very close relatives were bipolar and still being like, but just so you know, we'll never make a show about
1: that. Well, is that because they're afraid? They won't sell or won't attract an audience or they don't trust the comedic writing or content. And I
0: think people just – they don't want to uh, – they don't want to be responsible. I think they just don't want
1: – Oh, I see.
0: I, they don't want any stigma attached to their company or –
1: Listen, I. you know what? It's, yeah. it's, it's a li- little bit vividly meaningful for me because Celebrity Rehab got a bash for mm-hmm. that. And and what you get is, that's not the kind of thing that should be on TV. When yeah. when I would argue, it is precise. It is totally- for, not only is it totally, it's precisely. And by the way, what is drama anyway, Yeah. but sick people acting sick? Yes. That's what drama is.
0: On Orange is the New Black, they're just not calling out everyone's issues. Right. They're just being funny. But you can diagnose every single character on the One, show, and it's One hundred percent. One hundred percent.
1: This is the great Ginger Gonzaga, whom I met on the set of uh, – Legit, legit, where she played Jim Jeffries' girlfriend, and she very kindly came and she came, me and my Catherine were on that show, she came and read her lines with us. (laughs) She she was supposed to be on the phone, but she actually showed up. I just wanted to hang out with you guys. (laughs) We're going to take a little break and be uh, right back after this. Hey, I want to talk to everyone about a subject that uh, gets a lot of negative press. Of course, that's ED, erectile dysfunction. Even the way some of the companies that offer ED solutions, they tend to talk about the condition that make people feel as though it's something they should be embarrassed about. Truth is, 30 million men are affected by some form of ED, the majority of cases, uh, beyond their control. It's biological, lots of different reasons. Men as they age typically get something like this. And uh, in every case of ED, it affects two people, of course, the man and his or her, his or her partner. The stress and strain that put on relationships can be problematic. And we all know the pharmaceutical options are out there. They've been helping for like 20 years plus now, and there's online options. But uh, some people, you know, don't want to use medication. Sometimes this is a temporary problem. Sometimes they're not effective, and that is where GainsWave may be a great option. GainsWave is a breakthrough shockwave-based treatment that addresses what is at the root of erectile dysfunction, which is a buildup of arterial microplaque in the arteries in the penis. The buildup can be severely impeding to the blood flow necessary for a sustained erection. The Gainswave treatment uses sound waves to break up the microplaque and improve or restore blood flow. It is a non-invasive, drug-free option that is very promising. The procedure just takes twenty minutes. Most men are able to enjoy the benefits the same day. Great part is it's non-pharmaceutical, and the best part is Gainswave reports a seventy-five percent success rate, which is truly impressive. If you think you or your partner could benefit from this treatment, check it out. There are over 400 Gainswave Wave providers in North America. To learn more, just go to drdrew.com slash wave. That is D-R-D-R-E-W dot com slash wave today. It is GainsWave Wave, G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E. Check it out. Thank you again to our friends at Gainswave. Wave. This is a non-pharmaceutical way of treating that problem, and everyone knows about the blue pills and the hims and the hers and all that stuff, and that's out there, but this is a non-pharmaceutical way if you're interested in that. Um, I want to... Uh, point out a couple things about, about Ginger. Uh, ABC sitcom Mixology. Uh, I'm dying up here. Recurring role in the upcoming series. Oh, you used to raise some frankie where I said that. I, was, I thought there were maybe. Do you have awards that we should be aware of we're talking about? <laughs> no. It? They're coming. Our
0: show got nominated for a Golden Globe. Your
1: film. <laughs> short film Aww. was one of the most deeply moving, insightful m- clips of cinema i've ever seen oh my
0: goodness thank you and thank you for coming i was like you guys drove so far to see no no no
1: it was that your thing made it worthwhile my my jaw was on the ground the whole time thank you and both you and um i forget jason Jason. yeah the the performance was uh, exceptional but the but the more exceptional thing was the idea and the writing and the and the clarity of how it rolled out And, and and so for me well you want to describe what it is? Or, or, yeah, you, yeah sure. go ahead. Yeah. It,
0: oh, well, my film. Well, yeah. yeah. Can and people it's on, see it anywhere. Yeah, it's on my Twitter. There's okay. a link on my Twitter. But yeah, it, if you watch it, it's a mystery. But it unveils as a um, as a piece about death with dignity. But I really wanted to show it in a way that uh, had levity and love and compassion well it it, not only that
1: you 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 took us into a parallel universe (laughs) where i thought i was in reality yeah you know what i mean yeah you 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 there's a little bit of what if
0: yeah i know yeah
1: thing and uh it was
0: oh thank you (laughs) i feel like it's so funny every time i screened it I would have so many males coming up to me crying. I wonder, well, uh, yeah,
1: because it just, I, I because you don't expect that. Yeah, right?
0: and just like really having a need to like talk to me afterwards and. And uh, and it was the same kind of with my scenes on kidding. So I just feel like in my work, I usually just make men cry. <laughs> like I've learned.
1: Is that, that your goal? So
0: many guys reach out to me like, oh man, that one got me, and I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's got to be. It's got to have some meaning. for you somewhere. I don't know. It's, I yeah. don't
0: know. I, it's funny. When I was in high school, I used to, I used to pride myself on making guys cry in speech and debate. Like, I would eviscerate these guys, and it would just be like, I'd be like, I'm amazing.
1: <laughs> That's out of frustration. <laughs> yeah. a different.
0: But this is, I really, I, I'm, I'm thankful to, uh, to elicit those emotions. So let's yeah.
1: go back to that piece you published. Where, where did it, that, it was a blog, right? It was Originally. on
0: Medium, Medium. yeah. Uh, it's back up on Medium. <laughs> what's the title? Uh, welcome to the Club.
1: Okay. Yeah. And, and so people yeah, can find that at Medium. A, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and tell us about it.
0: Um, yeah. Well, I was just in that. I was explaining um, kind of my experience with discovering that I was bipolar too, and I and amongst other things, I have a whole cocktail in my brain. Um, but uh, yeah, I just thought it was a good. Uh, I wanted it to be kind of a really messy, raw, but also funny um, example of. I don't know what that life is like so that people would feel um, maybe a little more comfortable in expressing it on their own. Yeah.
1: I, I, th- I absolutely achieved that. And it also was, it was a vivid description of symptoms. Yeah. And, and the one part of it that stayed with me repeatedly was, I I, th- I think you actually used this language, but it was sort of the, at least the feeling I got when you were having these symptoms and your experience of it was... I thought it was a good idea to fill in the blank. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and that's – people – I've never really seen that made that explicitly. That's yeah. part of mental illness yeah. is this – what's called anisognosia, which is – Oh, my you, goodness. A, need that
0: fancy word. It's a
1: word that stroke patients get. Like like if you get a right-sided stroke, the left side of your body yes. goes out. You don't notice it. Yeah, yeah. It's called anisognosia. Well, mental illness causes anisognosia oh, too. The same part of the brain shuts off when you yeah. look at MRIs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. F-MRIs. And so – thinking it's a good idea is yeah. sort of a manifestation of anosognosia cuz you have no insight into yeah. that's not such that's a good idea not a good
0: idea i know i'm thankful though and this is where i th- i think uh there're a lot of stigmas attached to mental illness especially bipolar or whatever but especially I'm, bipolar yeah. so
1: i feel like that's one that's diminished in stigma these days really i feel like it's
0: so we become cool
1: i think we're yeah i think it's a little bit cool Woof! a little bit all cool. right I mean, okay there's lots of people out in the public yeah, today yeah, with yeah. hypomania so. yeah
0: yeah I just think that um but I I I'm thankful that I'm my personality wise I'm just super dorky because anytime I'm hypomanic it's it's just stupid what I'm doing <laughs> you know it's like I think in that article I was talking about going on long walks and I was listening to the you know the watergate tapes. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, they're at UC Berkeley and only at UC Berkeley. Let me listen to them all this weekend." You know, or painting, you know, my entire apartment. It's never it's never harmful. It's just full right. dork, you
1: know. <laughs> right.
0: Um
1: and and you had some trauma too. Can you talk about Yeah, that I have
0: lots of trauma. Um uh yeah, I mean, I have a lot uh, a great deal of psychological trauma. Um some physical trauma growing up, but it was mostly uh, psychological trauma.
1: You mean emotional abuse.
0: Yeah, and really odd, like um, just a lot of reality-altering um, things. Like like uh, the best example I can give is like in high school, I started getting accused of cheating all the time and I didn't understand why. And then later, you know, when I finally got, you know, like perfect scores on my AP test, an English teacher finally – Confided in me and showed me a letter that my parent had written to all of the staff, saying that I had like tested as mentally retarded and therefore I'm not supposed to be in these classes and I cheat. So I would ha- I would be getting accused of all these things because I was being sabotaged
1: by your own parents. Yeah,
0: by, by my parent.
1: So so it's not just emotional abuse. That's sort of torture.
0: Yeah, it was. It was a lot a lot of sabotage or even just like leaving leaving school and then my car would be missing and. I would think it was stolen and I would spend the day thinking it was stolen and then later I would find out that they had taken it and hidden it at my uncle's house and also taken... My battery from my car and left it in my other brother's car, so that in the event that I found my car, I still wouldn't be able to drive it to my dentist appointment.
1: Was you, I met your brother? He's a great guy. Yeah, and another smart person. Yeah, he's and, sweet, and, but and he also
0: had my car battery. Well, yeah. was
1: was he subject to the same stuff? No, you and were that's the why it was one.
0: difficult. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because no one was, no one was letting me. No one was affirming that anything was abused. No one was protecting me or thinking it only happened to me you know and i and it was odd did they
1: ever explain what the motivation was with uh, obviously distorted but what was their explanation
0: my parent the parent um i don't well i i'm sure like uh, borderline narcissism is involved. But,
1: but, but just like we were talking about in bipolar, I thought it was a good idea. Mm. What did that person think it was a good idea to be I don't doing? know. I think, was that going to help you in some way? Life yeah. is tough. I was from a horrible place. And-
0: well, they had paranoia that I was going to use my intelligence for evil. So that was like a theme.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah,
0: throughout my entire life. So any...
1: So it's the, your 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 the degree of intellectual ability you had scared this person. Yes. Frightened him
0: from what, uh, and it happened like when I was six. I remember I took a test, and then I lost my parent basically wow. as a parent. Because before then, they were trying to have me skip grades and everything.
1: How do you have you found forgiveness for this? No. How do you? And I won't. <laughs> That's healthy. And safe. <laughs> and safe. Well maybe forgive, forgiveness though i'm thinking for you well, not for that person you sure. you can you can you you can say this is fucking unacceptable yeah. somebody should clobber you over the head yeah yeah and have forgiveness and have forgiveness you know, so.
0: yeah i i have to find a way to yeah it it's bad because because i didn't because no one was paying attention to it or comp, like i i got into even worse situations following college well, of so, well well then i've dated a proper a real uh narcissistic actual sociopath okay
1: so so what happens is everybody is when you've had interpersonal trauma as a child it sets up attractions to the same yeah. kinds of people it's not that you are not that you're consciously, or even unconsciously repeating the trauma which is what you end up doing yeah i've done that all you experience is Ooh, that guy's, I gotta get to know this guy's very exciting. I got to know this person. This <laughs> yeah. is great. I'm so attracted. Yeah. And we always tell people is think butterflies, not lightning bolts, because the lightning bolts are gonna be, you're a perfect instrument and it's gonna be a traumatic reenactment. Yeah. That was, I had, that was probably fun.
0: Yeah. I had learned that after the the really sociopathic person I dated. Mm-hmm. But then I was in a pretty healthy relationship and it's almost like I forgot. And then I got in the trap again. Yeah. yeah. You,
1: you're always going to be attracted to people yeah. like that. And so you have to just know that if oh. you feel this huge attraction, you know what you're, you're heading towards a bus. It's so dangerous.
0: It's, and I'm an empath. You're very caregiving too, Dr. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So tricky. Well, that's
1: the good news about trauma. It does make you that way because it, mm-hmm. because you're so busy tuning into that parent to make, keep them. Yeah. To, you're you know, hyper aware. You become hyper yeah. aware of other people's feeling states. I like, I've noticed I'm, Ridiculously aware of people's facial musculature. Oh, really? Like, like yeah, I'm yeah, aware yeah. of every read everything. Not just read, but yeah. I'm too aware of even like oh, eye no. muscle movements and stuff. <laughs> no, I'm it's like, me. It's not yeah, for you. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, and it's just, whoa, I, I feel bad for people when yeah. I start zeroing in because yeah. I'm like God, I can see every <laughs> twitch in your eyelid. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the fusiform gyrus in your brain. The fusiform and gyrus. And that can be guy. developed. And it just does. And yeah. Children develop a I had emotional trauma too. And yeah. so you develop a hyperacuity to that.
0: But this is What's unfortunate is well, I feel like we got lucky then by becoming caregiving, empathetic people, mm-hmm. right? So that's
1: the asset part. Sure. But asset.
0: some people with trauma just end up becoming narcissists. Right. And, and you got to be careful.
1: you got to be careful. This is why you got to treat the trauma is that the caregiving can be an expression of narcissism too.
0: Caregiving can be an expression of narcissism be, because well. it's. I've seen narcissists caregiving. So so,
1: so here's how that works for yeah. me, is that hmm. somebody else's pain I'm hyper-attuned to. Mm-hmm. It mobilizes my pain,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I think I'm feeling the other person's pain.
0: Yeah.
1: And that pain in me, I have to make stop. So I have to make it stop by stopping it in that person. Mm. So it's really about I've me. Seen someone do it's that really about me Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Interesting. That's what I had to do get washed out in my therapy yeah i had to go away i had to be able to distinguish what yeah. was mine i know versus what somebody else. i else's. know and that when you're a trauma survivor that gets weird that gets yeah
0: tough. for sure yeah. yeah
1: you know exactly what i'm talking about right yeah <laughs> that, that my feelings versus oh somebody for else's. sure yeah yeah a yeah. lot of people don't get that
0: i know no <laughs> i know and that's boundaries it's like hey i it's boundaries oh lord i've just learned that with all my audiobooks <laughs> i literally had to put this is how sad this is how behind I am. I literally made a chart the other day like with boundaries or whatever and <laughs> I had to write on there boundaries. When someone stalks you at the grocery store to give you a script, don't give them your email address because you just want them to go away. Like that's how like I'm here when it comes to boundaries.
1: Well you get started. Good. Oh my God. Get
0: going. I was like, get away from me person who thinks I'm their kindred spirit. That's... Oh, what an abuse of the word.
1: So let's go back to your your the thing you published. Uh, How do people react to that?
0: Uh, I think it helped a lot of people. People really liked it. Yeah, Um, and I was really, I thought that was great. Yeah, I, you know, there's always that fear that, um, I I like to say that when I talk about uh, my own issues or mental illness, I feel like Eminem in Eight Mile. Where he is rapping about everything that's disgusting about himself and then no one can attack him in the rap battle because he's like, I already said it. You know what I mean? So I feel like I'm doing that kind of when I discuss it. But I, I do sometimes fear that, you know, because it's so stigmatized that it could be used against me or something.
1: If if you permit me to share with you it's yeah. sort of room for improvement. <laughs> yeah, please. You You have nothing to be ashamed of. You're talking about shame sure and and you have nothing to be ashamed of so the fact that you feel any shame at all is is not okay
0: i i feel like there are a lot in our business there are a lot of people that um can be very nasty and if, if you give them a if you give them some information they can weaponize it i will say that i've had people weaponize my words against me
1: Actually, so, like potentially hiring people is where it's affected your like other people, actors, other, you know, other like, performers. Well, yeah, crazy well,
0: actresses who are jealous. Other performers are,
1: like, are not yeah. known for being the healthiest. I group know, of people. I know. So, I know, so yeah. let them do whatever the yeah, fuck sure, they do. Let them, you yeah, know, it's I like know. that's just an expression of yeah. their problems. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I feel and like unfortunately,
1: she, a lot of it is personality driven and not mental illness per se.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, vengeful people, and that's are, disgusting. I know,
1: yeah,
0: I know. Um, but. But yeah, but it, it did very well. It also, um, it also, uh, I don't know. I, I I know some people that were like, maybe weirded out by it, or you know.
1: Well, that's that feeling to me stigma
0: and don't want well, to. Well, to
1: me, the weirded out people, it's an opportunity to teach them also. I think engage so too, them for and for sure. And, so anyway, no shame. That mm-hmm. they, if you're to the extent that you're feeling shame, that needs. Yeah. To be to de- go to be dealt with, and I, and I and I'm sitting here thinking, going, well, is that a cognitive behavioral thing for you because you're so cognitive, or would that be some sort of interpersonal trauma kind of therapy? Have you tried both?
0: Yes, I've done everything. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I've just had so many saboteurs in my life, starting with my parents. So I'm but, just, but you attract them. Yes, I do. So I'm constantly or you're like, attracted to them uh, as much. That, yeah, you know? yeah. Likewise, yeah. So I just like I'm like ugh. And I'm a justice seeker. So like I said, with the sexual harassment thing, I'm like, oh, let me stand up for justice. And then I'm like, oh, wait, this actually hurts me.
1: It's sabotage. So, yeah, then.
0: so now I did it to myself because mm-hmm. I was trying to save people. Oof. Yes. Um,
1: you need to call me next time before you start thinking I'm, about doing that stuff. I'm, I'm not sure not. if I could be a good guide on that because I'm so um, t- disturbed by what's going on right yeah. now. Yeah. My it,
0: advice it, for people if they're going to come forward about something is to just be anonymous.
1: Yeah, it's probably the best yeah. way to go, right? Why not? Yeah. I mean, you're entitled to that.
0: Yeah, why did I put my name down? Right. So people can put a name to the, you know, all the whatever destruction people that got fired or whatever. Yeah.
1: Right. A- as you look forward, what's coming up? What do you? What do you want
0: to Um, do? I don't know. Well, so I'm I'm gonna take out my show. And Do you I, want to tell
1: people more about it so they can uh, um, maybe find a way to get behind it or yeah. talk about it or talk on social um, media about it.
0: Yeah, well, it's a mental illness dramedy, and um, yeah, I'm gonna shop it around. It's already written, and then I have another show that I'm um, that I uh, am pitching right now. That's like an anthology, but I can't
1: really talk about it. What does that mean, anthology?
0: Like Black Mirror.
1: Oh. oh, yeah! It's
0: very feminist, Black Mirror. And,
1: and do you write the stuff yourself, or do mm-hmm. you do you have collaborators?
0: No, I write by myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've collaborated in the past. If I collaborate, like I collaborated with my ex boyfriend, and it would be in a very specific tone. So if we were doing really, really, really funny stuff, sometimes.
1: Do you guys, like are you guys still cool with each other? Are you still?
0: Uh, my ex of a really long time, for sure. You yeah. guys are still friends? Yeah, yeah. And stuff, we yeah. share a dog.
1: I, yeah. I I liked him. Yeah, he's yeah. great. For, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and so I'm I'm thinking about you as a writer because I've seen some examples of it. and It, it really is exceptional your oh, writing, thank and, you. and I'm wondering what's what's it going to take to. It's so impossible to get stuff on TV right now.
0: Yeah, well, there's it's weird because there is so much television. You'd think it'd be easier. Yeah. But it, you know, it all goes in waves. And my, you know, like my experience with HBO was like I sold it to these really supportive executives, and then they left.
1: Uh, and then it's like well what are you gonna do all the time
0: they know me and like me and now they're gone and good for them they work for obama now it's like okay i had a pilot
1: uh, with a network and it was we're going they took forever to make a decision about it they go they go you know what they had a meeting with all the executives and all the UTA representatives, they went, you're right, this is ridiculous, we've taken too long, we will have a decision for you tomorrow. Oh
0: my goodness. That
1: night, that executive was named as the head of the company, went from the head of this network to the head of the company, and everything... Uh, Sorry, we can't do it. <laughs> it's,
0: it's you're like, but that's not merit-based. I, I'm doing a good job.
1: It's just how <laughs> it's it works. It's just random. It's just how it works. Yeah,
0: but I'm thankful. They're still letting me have it back. So it's fine. It can have another. It important. can have a life. That's yeah. important.
1: So what are you watching on TV that you like?
0: What am I watching? I loved Escape from Denimora. That was amazing. Did you see it?
1: I did not. I'm, what I'll are you watching? watching?
0: You're watching Orange. I'm
1: watching Orange do Black. Watching. We watch like, Glow. We like Glow, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you uh, like
0: Gen G. Cohen. You're a Jenji Cohen fan. Who? She makes both of those shows.
1: Oh really? Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah. know that. So yeah, that's you'll have interesting. To look her up. So yeah. uh, we watched Fleabag. Fleabag we watched was great. Catastrophe. Catastrophe.
0: Sharon Horgan, so amazing. So amazing. Yeah, yeah that
1: writing is like i have just.
0: And he's amazing. He's amazing. I I feel bad. I remember being like, yeah, yeah, you got some Twitter jokes, and then I saw him on that show, and I was like, you're wonderful. Right. And, and <laughs> yeah. it, one
1: of the it's one of the best sort of explorations of alcoholism i've yeah, ever seen on television i haven't television. seen enough of it but oh he gets yeah. in trouble really <laughs> gets, it, go, <laughs> it goes where it goes yeah yeah it, 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 catastrophe and, and he has been open about his stuff and yeah, it's, yeah, it's good yeah. for him uh let's see i cannot read that oh i'm dying up here we watch i'm dying up here uh, that was uh, we we actually really dug that series. really yeah, yeah, thanks yeah. it was really funny. yeah that, I'm, and i we got very attached to a lot of the characters and the really? actors and actresses oh, that too yeah. and i got to interview
0: Santino. Santino. I just texted yeah, him. Yeah. Santino and I have been on so many shows together. We he's, were on our first series together, and then we just kept following each other. I literally, like, he'll leave set, and I'll walk onto set, and I'm like, you're on this, too?
1: He's yeah. funny.
0: Yeah, he's really funny.
1: Uh, he uh, After Dark, These, uh, I think it's up. it was just up. You can see it very easily. It's on oh, After good. Dark right now. Yeah, it's up right now.
0: I I, we, I call him, I call us the Ginger and Gingers because he has written.
1: very funny. That's really good. <laughs> the Gingers. The ginger and ginger. That's good. I like that. You should pitch the shows that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> the like, hey, hey, Gingers are walking we in. We got again. something. Yeah. Uh, what else? We, we we we. There's so much great television we watch. I feel that, that's Grace sort of and Frank. Grace and Frank. Grace we watch, and Frank is, yeah.
0: Yeah. Escape from Denimora is just perfection. So okay, you we'll watch have that. To watch it, Patricia yeah. Arquette. Yeah. Um, what else? Fleabag was good. I only have seen a little. What b- is it?
1: Just kidding. We can't watch that. We watch. Oh, that. Yeah, There's sorry. stuff that we like. You know, we watch the Russell Crowe thing when. Uh, oh yeah. Roger I didn't see that. Because it was. It's just fascinating history. It's yeah, fascinating. I need to and, see that. And my understand is Russell Crowe's conflicted about Roger Ailes. Like he's oh, sort really? of like. Weirdly conflicted about him. He seems it, like
0: such an interesting person. Ailes?
1: No, Russell, uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah. He
0: became good friends with Jim Jeffries. Oh,
1: uh, oh, that's right. Jim has a whole story about I being know. on his compound. He told me that story once yeah. <laughs> he blew his mind.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You ever heard Jim talk about that? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I, I was a legit fan, huge, and I wish that show would come back because I'm- particularly where it started with the people with brain disorders and stuff yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and sort of um, – Really normalizing the yeah. relationships with them. That yeah, that was so great.
0: Jim had such a wonderful, like, idea for the third season too. So it's a shame. But
1: I feel like that he's he's repitched it. Yeah. Anyway, I can't. But I I just feel very grateful for a lot of the. I feel like a lot of the TV that's uh, I've watched has been uh, sort of enlightening. It's sort of been yeah enhancing.
0: I think that's good. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm not really worried about my show. I feel like when I first pitched it, people were like, "Oh, I don't know if we can talk about that." But a year has passed, so.
1: All right, let's uh, let's talk about let's let's get some questions in here. Uh, A lot of the questions are about uh, homelessness. It looks like. Uh, Can you believe? uh, I
0: just saw the worst scene yesterday. What happened? Outside of like this place where I was getting food, there's this man. He's homeless and in a wheelchair, and he's always like he gets out of it to sleep. Mm -hmm. So it's already like that. Just like crushes me. But then I don't know. An ambulance came for him. I don't know why they took him but then they left his wheelchair. So now he doesn't have his wheelchair.
1: Well, they they, they can manage that, but yeah. uh, but he, the fact that he is allowed to languish on the street is the policies of our people here in Los yeah. Angeles. And uh, my question to them constantly is what's the body count? What's the what, what's the body count need to be before you're going to try something different?
0: I don't know. Yeah. Not- and the expense of even just having an ambulance it's so it makes no sense. They,
1: they have the funds. Ugh. They just don't have the leadership and yeah. the insight to understand what's needed for this. I know. They have Why the can't funds.
0: not you be in charge of all of this?
1: Could there know, would be
0: a special division? There honestly should be. I know
1: exactly what to do. I know exactly what to do. So but it ha, requires changing sh- some laws. It requires change a couple laws. Like, like, but,
0: like, you need to – they need to hire you to counsel them.
1: Well, I, I'm going to – they're not interested Ugh. because they're driven by their yeah. ideology. Yeah. Uh, I did get a call from the White House. They're interested that not – not the really? president but the policy and the dem- domestic policy people so i thought all right i'll talk wow. to see if they wow i'm
0: interested. shocked by that so
1: I'll see if they see well who knows, who knows what they're I've, thinking yeah. but we'll see it may just be to humiliate the state of california i don't know what the, what yeah. their plan is but you uh, listen i'm all about anybody that wants to help was i, that I after am non denominational no no it was okay. well before i'm non denominational mm-hmm. my my thing is like anybody that's willing to help
0: yeah Great.
1: Beelzebub, come on with sure. me. Let's, <laughs> yes. let's, let's let's get at yeah. this. All right, uh, I listened I said uh, she says you're wrong when you said 100% of homeless have mental illness. No, I wasn't th- saying that. I said that. Oh. As a former homeless person less than 1 year back when I might feel like, I did learn that 90% like being homeless because they don't want responsibility of daily living. So th- there homeless. is there I was I was being hyperbolic. Uh, when I say 100% what I said was I was trying to be accurate. I said yeah. 100% of the people I interacted with and saw on the streets mm. last weekend when I spent the weekend there had mental oh illness. Yeah. Now, there's a small subset that are anarchists. Mm. They're just yeah, people yeah, that yeah. want to live off the grid like, and are just yeah. pissed and antisocial. They have personality yeah. disorders. You can argue about whether or not that's a mental illness, number one. And then the and then, and then there's a lot of drug addicts. I have put sure. that in mental illness. Uh, and there's a subset of tr- – temporary homeless. Yeah. There are people, there are a lot of people, thousands of people yeah. that are on the streets because of bad luck. Yeah. Uh, and those people almost without exception are off within three months. Really? So when I, when I'm talking about homeless, I am not talking about that group. Yeah. That group uses resources. There's tons yeah, of resources they're available. Trying, they're they, finding a way. They yeah. don't have mental illness. Yeah. So it doesn't impair their ability I to know. do this yeah. stuff. When you have a mental illness, you become chronically homeless. I'm talking yeah. about the chronic homeless. And uh, that's the group that we—that just
0: leads to more drama,
1: more drama, more illness, more yeah. more sick. And, and it, we have this weird problem in California where if you don't say "I want help," we can't help you.
0: Oh, is that so, how it works? And
1: that member back to anosognosia, where you—you you yeah. think it's a good idea to live yeah. on the street? Mm-hmm. That's mental illness. I know. <laughs> but... I have a
0: friend, like, or her brother, is unmedicated bipolar one, mm-hmm. and you know, just living on the street. You know,
1: and doing drugs. They, oh yeah, yeah,
0: and 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 you know, showing up one day with a tattoo of someone from Instagram that he never met. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then finally goes on lithium and is like, "Oh, that was not great."
1: I thought it was a good idea.
0: Yeah, <laughs> who is this person on my arm? <laughs> An Instagram model.
1: All right. Here's yeah. a young man uh, says at thirteen, my nipples became puffy. Oh. Uh, I went to a few doctors. They okay. kind of brushed it off. Said it was okay. Although they never actually gave me an answer to why they got weird and puffy. Um, that is a very common condition in 13-year-old males. 12 to 13-year-old what? males get gynecomastia because as the testosterone turns on, a certain percentage of it gets shunted off into estrogen. You know how people that take steroids? So they're
0: getting temporary boobs.
1: The temporary bud development. Little boob. Little, little bit. Some men. Not temporary all men, Temporary mosquito bites. <laughs> and, and, and Arguably it, what I still have. <laughs> <And, and, laughs> ladies, share your mirth. Share your mirth. <laughs> uh, but... But uh, you notice how when people abuse steroids, they will take yeah. estrogen blockers.
0: Oh, because so that they don't
1: because they because oh, they I will also know. develop gynecomastia if yeah. you give too much testosterone; it gets shunted to estrogen.
0: But the estrogen blocker, oh, okay, I didn't realize. So they'll take athletes will take steroids, and the estrogen blocker will prevent that, but it doesn't interfere with the steroid benefits doesn't doesn't interfere with the with. testosterone Does, it
1: interferes with the estrogen yeah. effects
0: mm.
1: isn't that interesting interesting uh oh it's a long one i don't want to read uh, <laughs> i'm okay 20 i struggle with social anxiety find it difficult to simply talk to others my anxiety keeps you from dating be intimate having friends that is rough mm. uh sarah it's a female what would you tell sarah a
0: female i have a couple things well my first thing that's top of mind that just comes from this book that i'm reading is sometimes i think that And you're not going to agree with us. But I do feel like some social anxiety can come just from a real lack of knowing yourself or or following your correct path. I don't know. Like I feel like – I feel that way for artists. I feel like if artists aren't necessarily doing their art, then they get into this trap of of social anxiety. I don't know how to explain that.
1: So – I don't know why you – I think I know why you would say I, I wouldn't agree because it's a little – the way you're describing it. Sounds it woo-woo it sounds stand- woo-woo, and I'm describing it terribly. It. However, if you're not connected to yourself, it's sure. very hard to be present socially. Yeah. And I think that's what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and, and to some extent, to to really connect to self, you have to connect to others. Yeah. And so you're sort of blocked from doing it if you don't make some effort to connect to others. Even if it's somebody, just one person that you feel you can trust, spending a little bit of time with them, mm-hmm. will con- that reflected, if it's somebody you can trust, yeah. they'll reflect back to you. Yes. Y- you. Yeah. And that helps you connect to you. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: I think social anxiety can also be, if, if she happens to be an empathic person, then oh, I'm sure. it's very difficult. I will say this for everyone. I'm just like I feel like I didn't have parents so I reparent myself with like self-help books and I would judge self-help books like all the time in my my life until I finally was like hey let me just have my parents be self-help books of every you know so if someone gets an audible account they can just listen they can google their social anxiety find a good book see you know what you know what to yeah that's kind of so
1: So that that's kind of doing auto cbt what's cbt c- cognitive behavioral oh therapy. sure 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 yeah yeah, yeah. so and it's private yeah and yeah. so so that's what i was trying to figure out with you whether you responded to cbt type stuff and it sounds like you really do
0: i don't know you know i've also had a lot of crazy therapists
1: no but i mean yeah don't get me wrong i'm not saying i'm not <laughs> I'm saying shocked. that Well you shouldn't. be. I
0: shouldn't be. I know, I know.
1: it's it's very difficult.
0: I had a therapist in when I was explaining the sexual harassment thing, suggest to me that I extort them, and I was like, that's illegal, so I can't see you anymore. You're no longer my therapist. And I had another t- therapist tell me that my trauma was giving her secondhand secondary trauma. All so right. then I stopped sharing my trauma and then I just stopped going to her altogether. She was very expensive.
1: <laughs> get, I, I'm not sure that that even though you've had lots of it, I'm not sure it's been very. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know. Great it's all been. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just, just going to keep listening to a couple books on tape.
1: Uh, Still, it's, it's a good it's a good idea to to again that you need that connection to other people. Yes, you need that. However, you get that.
0: What's your advice for someone with social anxiety?
1: I, I, your so far your advice has been spot on, uh, and I, you know. It's kind of exposure therapy is what works. Yeah,
0: it's, it's like flooding. It, it's Have like, you had social anxiety?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I still think I do, even though you wouldn't know it. I, I feel, still feel shy.
0: And would you call it mostly anxiety or like a – kind of a PTSD situation?
1: Really interesting question. Yeah. Uh, I see a lot of my anxiety as emanating from PTSD. Yeah, me too. But but I experience it as anxiety. Sure, yeah. Uh, And and so I'm not in trauma Mm -hmm. when I'm just having free-floating anxiety that gets in the way of my ability to be effective. And then my problem is I float into panic. Mm -hmm. And so... I could be on a TV show live and all of a sudden panic and then freeze. <laughs> I
0: don't want to see that. Sorry. It's happened.
1: It's happened. i would to be like,
0: here's a perfect example. And, it's
1: happened. I, yeah. And it's always like, you know, it's, and it's a morning news show or something, and it's five in the morning, and yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, my head's all screwed up. <laughs> I've literally had Matt Lauer lean into me and go, like, are you okay? <laughs> Matt Lauer of all people.
0: I look. You're like, I'm not
1: going <laughs> to. We didn't know at the time yeah, what yeah, was going yeah. on. But yeah. he's like, like, are we going to be able to continue here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and oh I thought, oh, we got to get together. Like a- <laughs>
0: Um, I also think another good thing to remember about for for when you're experiencing social anxiety is just people are so freaking selfish and they're only ever thinking about themselves. Like you'll be at a party and maybe you think, oh, no, I I feel weird or I'm acting weird or no one is thinking about you. They they
1: are not. They're they're, literally
0: just thinking about
1: themselves. People are always in their own (laughs) shit. Yes. And even if they're thinking about you – it's only insofar as you impinge yes, on their shit. Yes, on their stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, So don't, yeah. You don't think. That's, that is a great point. <laughs> and then as, in terms of exposure therapy, you know, anxiety disorders, obsessive compulsive disorders, which are overlapping syndromes, yeah. really now we know expo- exp- respond to exposure therapy. So I kind of think of social anxiety as a exposure therapy thing. Yeah. It's just hard to do. And yeah. you have to go in and another way of saying it is you've got to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. You, you can't be re-traumatized if the anxiety is coming from trauma. you got to yeah. be careful. But you have to expose yourself to situations where you learn yeah. how to do it and manage your anxiety and the anxiety magically goes away.
0: Yeah. I'm fascinated that you said that about OCD. I used to be so OCD and then it was gone. Yeah. Hmm. In college, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I had, and then event, like, I only had, like, all of my pens had to match my notebook and my highlighter. But well, you know what stopped me is it got to the point where it was gonna. It almost started hurting my grades because I would go all the way to the library and forget a green pen, and then spend like thirty minutes purchasing a new green pen or biking all the way back home just to get my stupid green pen. And then I'm like, I'm wasting time. Well, it's
1: interesting you were able to get over it without, like, you jumped to over it. Yeah, people it's a... were
0: making fun of me. <laughs> <All right. laughs> it became known. So I was like, oh, man, I can't have this. <laughs>
1: Ginger and her green pen. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I'm just looking at questions to see if there's other.
0: Mm. Everybody got their something.
1: There's lots of interesting different kinds of stuff. Uh,
0: I love these questions.
1: I want to send a picture of the homeless camp from Marvista's Farmer Market. Can you believe a farmer's market? With all the disease. Oh, I see. So, yeah, so they're pointing at the fact that there's a lot of disease coming out of the homeless encampments. And, and that's going to get a lot worse because we're not treating these people yeah. when they need it. And we, and p- part of the thing that needs to happen is our definition of greatly disabled needs to be changed in the law. And it needs yeah. to.
0: Break down for me, Dr. Drew as president. What, what am I going to do? Yes, I want to know. What am I going to do immediately? First
1: first thing I would I cannot wait to do is bring out a veto pen because I think okay. our, I yeah. I want to be I think I want to be governor because I'm more worried about California than I'm about the US. Dude. Yeah. Come so on. I want I want to bring out a veto pen. I want to veto everything everything yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh, I I want to initiate very unpleasant but very necessary mm-hmm. uh, things like change our definition of gravely disabled okay. to include for instance if you have a medical problem and you don't want to treat it. Treated, we can treat you. Okay, okay. I, I don't mean you have a, you know, a, you're 80 and you have leukemia and you don't want it. I yeah. mean you have a, you're, you're, you're schizophrenic and your leg's rotting off. Yeah. And when you say, I don't want treatment, we now can't treat oh, you yes. until you become septic yes. and unconscious. Yes,
0: yeah.
1: We also should be able to treat you for other, you know, we should fill in, you know, the old definition of treatment was need for care. Until need for now, care. You okay. needed care, and we mm-hmm. gave you care. Yeah. In 1963, that went to harm to self or other and gravely disabled. Okay. And gravely disabled was a very narrow, like you, yeah. you can't feed yourself, you can't get oh, up. Oh my goodness, you yeah. Know, we need to expand gravely disabled, we need to expand conservatorships, we need to modify Prop 47 and enforce some drug laws yeah. so we can motivate drug addicts into treatment, and we mm-hmm. need to provide that treatment. Yeah. And, uh, and we need to do something about... Uh, we need to return to pragmatism. I want to form the pragmatic party. Yeah. Just what's the evidence? I know. <laughs> let's study yeah, the evidence yeah. and let's do what's good for people, yes. not what's good for ideology.
0: It's in, oh, I know, it's yeah. crushing. Yeah. Well, and then oftentimes it's so funny that, like, a lot of people get drawn to extreme ideology because of mental illness. Of course. <laughs> and then you're really in the trap. Oh, you yeah. You know, forget about it. I mean, I grew up crazy evangelical. And I, I think that there should actually be like some sort of rehabilitation for that.
1: For, for religious ex- extremism.
0: Yeah, just growing up and being taught um, an insane amount of altruism or to attempt to achieve so much altruism, which just is denying the self and no self-care and always serving others. And then also uh, I what I learned from growing up being really evangelical – or what I didn't like but was kind of forced to submit to was uh listening to authority figures that you knew were wrong.
1: Wow. You know. It's so so I guess that now for me fits with the parents that are sabotaging. Yeah. And, and like evangelical doesn't make any sense and you go, "Oh, they're
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They're extreme to the point of Yeah. W- weirdness. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So, well, and how did you get over that?
0: Um I I, so I stopped going to church when I was, like, 15 just because I – I I liked bef- – before – this is what we need. We need just
1: arts programs. Was it Catholicism?
0: No, my my dad was Catholic, but my mom was evangelical. Oh, and so oh, we the started going to Christian. an evangelical church oh. when I was six.
1: Did you – you- Speak in tongues.
0: Oh my goodness. They didn't do that. But at some of the camps they did. Like oh, when you would go visit other wow. churches, you would see it and you'd be like, What is this? Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's so odd because you're like, Wow, that person's really putting on a show. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? They felt yeah. the need to be the one that like yeah. got to speak in tongues that day. And it um it you know, it was fun because um there's choir and there's like youth groups and stuff like that. So I, I just feel like the answer for America is if you just had a bunch of arts programs, community yeah, community around yes. expression. Yeah. And what people, sometimes people think they're, they're mistaking a religious experience for an artistic one. You know, I sing and I'm joyous and it's wonderful because I like to sing and because music, live music with people and instruments. I mean, that's a beautiful experience. It's not necessarily religious, you know, but I think that that's, that's something that keeps people there. Uh,
1: I'm just so glad you yeah. brought this up because, to me, this gives us uh, a topic upon which to do a whole other podcast. Yes. <laughs> you and I will get together and yeah. we will talk about what it is to be an artist, what that means, yeah. what it means to you. Oh, I love that. no, I, I don't see a lot of that conversation. I've not had oh, a lot I of that know. conversation. I would love and, to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, so that's yeah. what we'll do. We've <laughs> got to wrap this one up. Uh, Ms. Producer, is there anything before we wrap this thing up? You happy? <laughs> <laughs> okay. all right Thanks. so hold on now i got a i got a formal closing here so uh are you working on you filming anything right now we should look for
0: no i'm so boring i'm just pitching shows yeah it's it's a unpleasant yeah. process I, so yeah.
1: hire ginger everybody currently unemployed <laughs> um please check out dr.com for all the latest shows of course dr after dark me and adam do a show every day uh there's a doctor podcast that ginger has kindly been on um and of course this one, uh, This Life You Live, check it out and to go to Doctor.com for everything. It's all there. Get on the contact list and we can send you emails. Look at that opium series too. I did a whole history of opiates and how we got to this mess today. Uh Ginger, it is always a privilege. I wanna to listen to that. It, it's good. <laughs> it's pretty. It's it's an audiobook and it's written. It's in a you know, sort of chapter form. Audiobook. There you go. Sign G- me up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So yeah, it's i it, what's that? Oh, KBC, right. I do a great daily radio show where we're talking about some of these same issues. Uh, it's also on the website as a, as a podcast. It's uh, noon to 3 on 790 a.m. in Los Angeles. Um, but the the opium God, we have. There, do you hear the dogs barking? It's fantastic back <laughs> um, there. The opium series, um, we go all the way back to Mesopotamia and talk about the oh poppy and how it comes forward. But the real problem that, that I lived through, this was the second opiate epidemic in this country. We had one after the Civil War. Yeah. We. The pendulum swung too far the other way, yeah. and then we had evangelicals take it the other way. And whenever you see ide- it's ideology that brought the opiate epidemic, it is ideology that brought it. So there was a bunch of doctors that thought that that it's pain. You know, we're on this crusade to end pain, yeah. and this plant has been there all along, and people mm-hmm. have been phobic of the plant when they should just be giving more and more yeah. and more of it. And they they literally thought that these the drug companies like uh, I forget the name of the one that was just recently sued the one that makes OxyContin oh. uh, that they were like they were the they were saints yeah these were great they were helping yeah. people this white hat organization was and of course you know what happened all right everybody oh. we thank you for being here we thank Ginger uh, website you want to
0: send it to dot uh, uh, I don't really update it but Ginger the Jester is my social
1: media Be great Ginger, good, Ginger <laughs> Gonzaga and we'll see you next time thanks. If you're in Manhattan or the New York City area, come join us at Caroline's on August 29th for Dr. Drew After Dark Live with special guests, Kat Timf and Rich Voss, plus all the special videos and your emails. And we'll be taking your questions live. August 29th at Caroline's, Dr. Drew After Dark live. Get your tickets now at drdrew.com or at carolines.com. Meet and greet tickets are available but limited, so get yours today.